and welcome back to another episode of jp and the beanstalk you bet you bet there's a good energy in the gym we're present and accounted for what a great thing we're here two weeks in a row is that okay to back yes it is because we had to make up time i think it is i think it is so people say you can't manipulate time you can't change time i disagree i think we just have we've done it you know how amazing of a superpower that would be be a pretty good one i think that'd be number one that'd be a pretty good one yeah, pretty tough to pretty tough to top. Oh, yeah, that for on. sure. Yeah, that'd be pretty good. Um, speaking of superpowers, okay. So if you could, if you had the choice of having legitimate time manipulation ability, okay, would you say yes to that in favor of something else, or would you pick something else? What's my something else? Whatever you want it to be. That's pretty. Like, is that a good enough ability that you're going? Oh, that's what I'm choosing over anything else what are we it's pretty good what are we classifying as time manipulation i think we need to get specific here okay can i stop start time yes can i fast forward rewind i'm gonna say you cannot fast forward i'm gonna say you can go back you can rewind retaining the memory of what has already come oh (laughs) okay still winning still pretty Um, good still pretty good and then so not fast forwarding but in essence you you're getting that same. So impact. then there would be no time traveling into the future. Correct. Yeah, this is a little more limited. So not time travel, jumping in the future, more time manipulation, being able to to go back and relive certain moments. Yeah, it's pretty hard to beat. That's yeah, pretty thing. tough. Because I could literally stop pretty time tough. and then just like sit there and learn something, and then just watch somebody figure out how I figured it out. It's pretty good. Right. It's pretty dang good. But yes, or I can just like stop time and then trip somebody and then they have no idea that I'm the one who tripped them. Mm-hmm. And they just, look, they just look silly. Because I still feel like I'd want to, here's a really like low key choice. I think it'd be a blast to choose super speed. Okay. It would. But control it in such a way where you can be a professional athlete, but you're not using the full, you know what I mean? You're not using the full... Uh, full speed at your disposal. You're just dialing up to a couple percent, but you're still vastly faster than everybody else. Uh, that'd be fantastic. He does it again, right? He beats Usain right? Bolt's record. He's yeah, that would be great. Twentieth gold medal in a row, unprecedented. This eighty-year-old fart is just out here <laughs> smoking the twenty-year-olds. Redefining the na- definition of an Iron Man. <laughs> yeah, it'd be solid. That's that's not like the right way to use that power, but that's 100% where I'd be tempted to go. It's like dashing the Incredibles. Don't Correct. win, don't win, get second. Correct, right? They don't want don't to Don't lose, just get second. <laughs> Settle for second. Yeah, that'd be that'd be pretty good. That'd be pretty good. That would be good. Yeah. Well, you know, there's certain individuals like Thor that have lightning powers that we'll probably talk a little bit about. We have to. You know, he's got it's he's got sparkly time. fingers according to the Grandmaster. That's pretty good. He does have sparkly fingers. Yep. And uh, I'd imagine there's a few other things we could chat about today. This is true. Sure, sure, very sure. true. So let's let's jump into it, shall we? Yes. All right. So Thor, Love and Thunder, coming out here in one week's time and some change. I guess eight days. Okay, we're gonna go back into this. Nine freaking days if you're going on the official release date. But really, movies don't officially get released on Fridays anymore. They get released on Thursdays. So in the afternoon. In the afternoon. So it's really Thursday, the third day 
that, uh, that we're going to go check this movie out. And uh, it's time for us to decide who's going to live, who's going to die, and maybe some other fun things that might happen. Right. Yeah, I think that's worthwhile. I think we've been pretty good at this also. I think our picks have been historically solid at calling out who's going to make it, who's not. Like right. I remember our Suicide Squad predictions from nigh on a year ago, and those were just about money in the bank. Those were top-notch. I mean, that was also... We're smart. We're smart. We're profits. Uh, and also, it, it's Suicide Squad. You're going to bang A lot of people are going to die. <laughs> yeah. right? A lot of people are going to die. That's their job. Yep. Yep. No question. No question. But I'm looking forward to this to this movie for a myriad of reasons, but I'm also looking forward to this pod to start putting some people under the ground. Be like, you're not coming back. You won't be and in Thor. I don't even know. What, what on earth could the next sequel be? Love and Thunder is this know. one. Hate and Lightning. Who's to say? Who's to say? That's a terrible effort. Terrible. All right. So let's I hope just take that's it. The title too. Let, so a little little context, and right? And potential spoilers per usual. Um, in the comic that this movie seems to be drawing a great deal of inspiration from, primarily as it pertains to the villain, Gore, the God Butcher. In the comic. Okay, Gore does perish, meets his end, and to my knowledge, has not had the comic thing happen to him where he's come back, been reborn or reincarnated. He has stayed very dead, which on the one hand is kind of a shame because he was one heck of a villain, but on the other hand, the fact that his impact reverberated through Thor's storyline for the next decade to come Pretty impressive. Pretty good one-off for a villain. So let's start with the villain rather than the hero in our prediction here. Riley, do you think Gore, the God Butcher, lives or dies He's by dead. the end of this movie? Dead? He's going to die. Tell yeah. us why. Let's be real. Can you see Christian Bale committing to more than one, one movie? He is such a wild card. Right. So yes, I could. But do I count on that? No. No, I do not. No. Secondly, if they go by the story, he dies in the book. I'm going to say he's going to die. I, and mainly because I'm like, what else are you going to do with him? Like, after this, like, it's just, I think Gore almost works just as well being dead and having an effect on Thor while he's dead as much as he has an effect on him being alive. Yep. So, if anything, we might get a Thor being unworthy storyline after this. Hmm. Mm-hmm. And then that be the next Thor movie. Yep. And I would be cool with that. Okay. Um. And then Stormbreaker goes to Beta Ray Bill. There you go. And then there he just go. takes his old axe from <laughs> back in the day. You right. know. Right. Jarnborn. Or... Yep. Yep. Ah, man, I'm Jarnborn. Fire. Jarnborn. Because I I don't think yeah. So I'm gonna say dead. And I think, but I think he's gonna go out with a bang. He's okay. Gonna, he's gonna take some important people with him. I think. Okay. I agree. I do think he's dead. That's not what I would like. I would like to see him around. Like I would like to see more of Christian Bale in general, more of Gore the God Butcher in particular, and that combination of Bale as the God Butcher has that has excited me ever since that announcement was made eons ago. So I would prefer that he not die, but uh, it, it does seem more likely that he perishes by the end of this film than not. Part of it is what you said with the Christian Bale factor. Is he really going to commit to multiple movies as the villain? Probably not. 
Probably not. Could he? Yes. Will he? I don't think so. Um, I, there hasn't been much of a precedent set in the MCU anyhow for villains to make repeat appearances. Right. That's been extraordinarily rare. Thanos is the obvious outlier. Even then, it's still the same story. It was just spaced out over two movies in particular and obviously the first three phases as a whole. But I, I can we even think of another MCU villain that has made multiple appearances? Loki. Yeah, I was going to say Loki. And then... Loki's the obvious one. Right. And Ultron that, certainly did not. No, and he should have. Should have. Um, yeah, because... Yep. Malekith, nope. Hela, Malekith, Malekith, Malekith. <laughs> Sounds good to Why me. Why do they just call him Keith? <laughs> not a great name for what a is the So you're ugly, just Keith. You're Keith. What is the ugliest guy name you can think of? Keith. <laughs> That's a family guy reference. I know it's actually Malekith, but... Malekith, that's fun to say. Poke fun at him a yeah. little bit. I feel like that would bother him. I, so Malekith, he didn't make it more than one. No. There's, no. there's always weird, obscure villains that, yeah. that make it out alive, yeah. like Ghost. Bucky is the Winter Soldier, kind of, you know, went from villain to hero. Went from hero to villain to hero. There you are. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yep. So it's just pure villains. Not a lot, no. No. The record's Ronin, not good. Ego. Yeah. So seems unlikely. So we're going to say Gore dead that's the official casting of the stone by jp and the beans sorry gore you're dead again which is depressing but Tough break there buddy yeah okay how about our hero thor is he gonna make it yes of course yes yeah i think yeah. i think we're gonna have thor for a very very long time i think as long as chris wants to keep growing the golden locks right and it sounds like he wants to keep growing them forever so sure i think it'll be just when him and Marvel decide, hey, it's time to put the hammer down for, for good. It'd be great if he keeps doing it for so long that he just transitions into old Thor. It would be badass. It would be incredible. Or, you know, he, he goes for a while, and then they kill him off, and then he comes back as old King Thor. That would be great. <laughs> right. And they do like a Logan-esque right. exactly. style movie. Exactly. It would be perfect. I'm here for that. I'm also here for that. I'm here for that. Um, But, yeah, no, he's alive. I, I think... That next step, though, for him would be that unworthy. I think they're going to explore that a little bit in this movie, from what I understand about what it means would, to be a. I think they, they've certainly teased that in the trailers, and what fair mean, enough. Yeah, what it means to be a god. I think he's going to figure that out, and maybe yeah, maybe he just becomes unworthy, puts a hammer down, and picks up a, a different thing, and just kind of rogues it out, you know, which would be kind of cool. That'd be pretty sweet. I wouldn't, yeah, I wouldn't mind that. Well, either way, we're confident we're going to get Thor for a good long while here, which I think uh, keeps us both smiling and satisfied. So we'll just let that hang out there. Uh, I appreciate you. Yep. Um, and then uh, show How about Jane Foster. Yeah. She's stepping in as the mighty Thor. I don't know. I don't know. This one is going to be... This is tricky. This is going to be a dice roll. Yeah. This is straight up a 50-50. Like, are they playing? Are they for sure playing into the cancer? Have they discussed that at all? Don't know. And I'm glad that I don't know. So I'm, I feel unsullied by expectations here. Um, I'm going to say 51% she lives, 49% she dies. So I think it's just a slight 
slightly more likely that she's going to make it, that she's going to pull through. Um, but I'm not going to be shocked if Jane Foster's Thor uh, is Nomo. And not just the Thor, but also Jane Foster as a character is toast. With as long as Natalie Portman has been away from the MCU for her to step back in, and I could be reading this completely wrong, but my read on this is that she's coming back for one last ride and then she's out. Right. Could be completely wrong. It could be they've enticed her with a, hey, we want you to take on the mighty Thor mantle, as you just mentioned. Chris Hemsworth, Thor becomes unworthy. So mighty Thor, played by Jane Foster, or embodied by Jane Foster, I should say, gets to take on the bulk of the Thor might for a bit. And so they're saying, Natalie, come on in for a few flicks. We'll, uh, we'll give you the thunder for a bit. It could be that also. I just feel like it's a little bit more likely that it's the one and done. I I think she lives. And because if you've been noticing, Marvel has been doing a trend where they have multiple of similar characters. So we've had three Spider-Men show up. Sure. We've had two Hawk. We have now have two Hawkeyes. We now have a Miss Marvel with a Captain Marvel, and we have a Monica Rambeau. So you have three Marvel, Captain Marvel people, right? Okay. We have okay. She-Hulk getting introduced yep. alongside yep. Hulk, and then Abomination's coming back. So you have another three similar characters. Yep. I think she sticks around. Um, it sounds like they're probably going to shoot for a Secret Wars movie okay. as being the next big event. Okay. I think that's where she dies. If she dies, she does that. But you or, think she's living... After this movie. Right. Or she okay. tr- slowly transitions into the Valkyrie role like she does in the comics. Okay. Good. So we got a little bit of a divergent opinion here. You're confident she's living. I, I think so. Saying, I think she dies, but if she lives, okay. It's too much of a money grab. Yeah. Female Thor is too much of a money grab. That's yeah. why they did it in the first place. Yeah. Yeah. I think she's toast. But maybe not. Who but knows? A, a Who good really character. Knows? Not a bad money grab. Good character. I want to... Correct. Make sure I define that. Correct. I do not have a problem with Jane Foster Thor. Well, you almost got canceled there. <sighs> wow. Right. Near miss. Near miss. JP hate women. Nah. <laughs> no. <laughs> Finally, it came out. Well, Can you imagine somebody clips that line right there and then just puts that out on the internet? We get millions of views for, for that. For that. For that. That's, <laughs> hey, that's one way to get recognized. Okay. Uh, uh, how about any of the Guardians of the Galaxy? I mean, they're they, all going to live they're in gonna this, be, right? I think they're going to be relevant. Yeah, yeah. There's really no risk to any of them, right? They're right. all here. They're all living. They, they. I think they're gonna make cameos. I think this is gonna be more of a cameo thing and be like, hey, they, he, they were with him for like a little bit, and then yep. they were done with him. They, yep. Thor's too much. Okay. Totally agree. Totally agree. So we won't hang out there for too long. Valkyrie. This one's tricky. Okay. I think she's going to be. You I think, think you think trickier than trickier for you than the Jane Foster, right? Okay. Because she is the king of asgard which i'm not gonna go too into that because that's not the kind of podcast we run here with titles okay that's fine okay the king yep all right king valkyrie king valkyrie technically probably gonna be on gore's high list of kills because she is now in charge of the norse gods okay okay good perspective so i think He's going to be coming for her. Now, does she live? Does she die? I'm going to lean towards living because I think they've talked about putting her in a Disney Plus show possibly. And I think she's just... 
I think she brings a lot to the table in the um, in the uniqueness of a character. I don't think there are a lot of characters like Valkyrie in the MCU right now. True. So I think I think she lives based off of that alone. Yep. I, is she going to get her ass kicked? Probably. Is she going to be near death? Probably. I think Gore's going to wreck her. I don't think he's going to be close. But that's where I stand there. And then I, because I think they're going to. So you think she makes it? I do. Okay. I do too. I do too. I think it's a little bit safer than, than your feel for it. The introduction of this character was outstanding in our previous Thor right. flick. She did fantastic. She was outstanding. Tessa Thompson is a beast. A great reinvention of the character. Yep. Yep. Uh, so I, I would find it very surprising to see her dispensed of so so early in the run. I think there could be a time for that um, where it would have some impact. But I think after just one Thor movie and some in the Avengers uh, Endgame, I, I, I'd be surprised. She's to one see of the few go. badass women characters we have mm-hmm. that we like. Mm-hmm. She's outstanding. I'd rather watch her than Captain Marvel any day of the week. Yeah. Hands yeah. down. There's there's no doubt. There is no doubt. Okay. Here's my favorite my favorite pick. Zeus. Russell Crowe as Zeus. I've been calling this ever since the casting was announced and we found out that Gore the God Butcher is the main villain. He gone. He is toast. Yeah, I agree. He is gonna I, die. I think it's hard. He looks like a, oh. this Zeus looks like a very arrogant Zeus. He, it's been a long time since he's cared. Right. Yeah. Been a long, long time since he's tried. Right. He hasn't put forth effort in some, some time, many moons. That whole point in the trailer where he's bringing him down and Thor's there, Gore will show up there. That will be where Gore shows up and just stabs Zeus through the chest. Probably also. He's going to die very people. hard. Oh, it's going to be rough. Here, here's really the question with Zeus in this movie. It's not, will he die? It is... How will he die? Is it he gets his head cut off? He gets cut in half. He gets disintegrated. All of the above. I think it'll be stabby. Limb by limb. Right. I think it'll be stabby. Pretty stabby. I think either... Like multiple stabs. I think it'll be one of those jump kills where it's either right in the back through the chest. Okay. And you're like... Or it'll be... And I... Dude, if they do this, it would be badass. If they go straight for the head slice, yes, and the head rolls, badass. Do I think they'll do it? No, I don't think they will. I think I think that will be too graphic for them. Okay. But okay, okay, I hope so. I hope. I hope. Oh man, cuts his head off, holds it up. That'd be glorious. Mm. It probably won't happen. I'm I'm banging. I'm banging. <laughs> I am. <laughs> betting on <laughs> I'm betting on stabbed at the back I love it and we're gonna leave it at that I love it I'm here for the decapitation that'd be fantastic that's great I just don't know if they would do it yeah okay Korg a little bit of a minor character here but Taika Wakiti. I think he's taking the sacrifice fly oh yeah yeah I think he's going to get stuck in a Staples and then uh, trip and the printer paper will fall on him and he will die that way. (laughs) Because paper always beats rock. Wow. Wow. No, I do think he will die, though. 
You do think so? I can see it. Ooh, I think he lives. I think he's going to make it. He's going to be fine. I kind of hope he makes it because I enjoy his character. He's going to be fine. We but can't lose that comedic, that comedic tone. We need him. I just... Oh, Mr. Bakiti. Somebody's got to pull at the heartstrings. Sure. And that one will be the one to pull at the heartstrings. Okay. Because he's not a main character. He's not central to the plot. But if he dies, people will be like, No! Right. Why? There'll be people upset. That's, right. That's fair. That's fair. Okay. It's a good prediction. I still disagree. I think he's going to make it. I really do. Okay. So those are the deaths or not deaths that we think are going to take place. Do we think we're going to get Hercules in this movie? I'm. I really don't think we are. Doesn't feel like it. I can't. I'm I don't still. Think so. We talked about it a little bit, right? Where it's either going to be Beta Ray Bill or Hercules, and to me, there is no indication that Beta Ray Bill will make an appearance in this movie. Okay. Does that mean that it won't happen? No, I think there's a good chance that it could happen. You could easily have it where... I think he's in it. I think you could easily have it where Gore kills his god, mm-hmm. and that's what put ba- puts Beta Ray Bill on track. That It's possible. Mm-hmm. But I, I think just the way that they've set it up, and having Zeus there, and having him obviously going to die, it almost makes too much sense. To not have Hercules in this. Okay. Okay. So, if we're going by the trailers, I think the logic states Hercules. If we are going off of pure instinct and the comic books themselves, I think Beta Ray Bill is the better fit, makes more sense, and is actually a Thor character. (laughs) Hercules and... Thor adjacent. Right. He's not a Thor character. He's just in the Marvel world. He's heavily involved in the Thor mythos. Is he not? I think adjacent is the right word. Like, he's nearby. Okay. He's on Olympus, hanging out. Oh, wait. Which one are we talking about? Hercules. I'm talking about Beta Ray. Oh, now you're went to Beta Ray? Okay. Okay. No. Hercules is definitely his own. Correct. I agree. Yeah. Beta Ray. They're just dudes. Hercules, Thor, they're just dudes. Thor and Beta Ray Bill. Beta Ray Bill is a Thor character. There is no doubt. It just makes there is no doubt. It makes way too much sense to not have him in this. I think he's gonna. I think he's gonna wind up in it. I really do. I think it would be really cool if Stormbreaker just goes to him, and Thor gets Yarnborn. They better have either Beta Ray Bill or Chris Hemsworth playing old Thor, like an old version of himself that has time traveled back into this era and, to battle gore and is it weirder that or is it weird that i think that's harder to pull off than the beta ray bill thing no i think you're accurate i think that's correct i'd rather see better ray you know beta ray bill i just feel like old king thor would be an insane pull mm-hmm. works really well in the comic i don't I know how don't you pull that off right yep especially because like yeah i just there's always the chance that and we've been waiting for this Okay, so here's another character question of will this character emerge? Loki. Our guy Loki's out there. No. Variants are a thing. Do we get any of that action in this movie? You don't think so? You think hard pass. And I'm okay with that. Honestly, I think we need one Thor movie without Loki. Okay. Which, don't burn me at the stake for that, all right? But I... Pitchforks are out, man. Right. I think... I just don't think he makes logical sense in the story. There's not a spot for him there. 
unless yeah, he comes not an opening unless for some in. reason they bring him back and he's yeah. the third person to help them fight gore which and and then dies again but <laughs> right but i think if anything if we get loki it would be an end credit scene and nothing more and i just don't yeah because we don't even know what is going to happen in loki season two they left off in a weird spot where it's like yep. loki's not going to be a factor for a while and anywhere else i thought loki might show up in multiverse of madness and i was wrong so right right yeah, this, I agree. This does not seem like the place for Loki to emerge, particularly considering where Loki season one left off. I, I don't know where that opening is for him to for him to come up here. And this does not feel like a movie that has enough common threads with, hey, we've got variants. Nah, I don't think that's a thing. It doesn't fit the vibe. No, it does not. So I think we're I think we're free and clear from Loki. Okay. Not necessarily a character that would show up, but a little connection, and, and I think we've touched on this a bit. Gore in the comics has the Necro Sword. Right. Okay. The closest thing visually that we've gotten to that in the MCU, and it's freaking right on the nose, is Hela and her power set from Thor. Right. And I wonder if part of the carryover from that previous Thor movie. From Ragnarok to now is going to be, hey, Hela was slain, but the Necro Sword cannot be destroyed, so it goes out into the universe, is found by Gore. So and you beats think him up. that's what her weapon was? I think so. Hmm. I think so. Okay, that would make her a little bit cooler. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not sure because I don't know what the route they're going to take with the necro sword because if they go the comic book route we're going to be Noel. Noel is in the presence of possibility and venom is very heavily tied to that so it right. depends on what they want to do with the venom character sure and it also depends on what sony will allow them to do with the venom character so i think i think your halo route's more possible than the venom character because Agreed. of strictly the rights of characters I feel really good about this one. Like the the visual of Hela being able to just produce and detach these black blades that just have no you know no limit to their utility. It's like that just reeks reeks of how we see Gore utilize the Necro Sword in the comic. And I remember watching the movie thinking that. And now that we're five years down the road for Thor 11 Thunder, that thought is coming back into my mind. I'm going, this feels like that's how we're going to get how that explanation is going to take place for how did Gore get these abilities. Well, Necrosword's out there. Hela can't use it anymore. She's toast. Sorry. LOL. And therefore, Gore finds it. The only the only hole I will poke in that, and I can't believe I'm even using this as a hole, as a how hole poker. How dare you? Uh, how is, dare you? Is the I don't what, even know what you're gonna say. The what if series, okay, with uh, when uh, T'Challa is Star Lord, wow, nice. and the collector, using what if. and the collector uses Hala's helmet. It looks like it's all in her helmet. Oh sure, sure, sure. Okay, 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 okay. Cool, 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 cool. No doubt, no doubt, no doubt, no doubt, no doubt. No doubt. <laughs> but that's the. Uh, can't believe you're calling a comic canon. Well, no, it's a cartoon f- canon. Well, 
yeah, like I said, it's a weird. How dare you? It's a weird obscure. <laughs> pull. Like honestly, <laughs> just because it wor- works like that and that doesn't mean it's not going to work like that in the movie. So I have no idea what route. No, good it's, recollection on your part. No, I, I wasn't going to think of that. That's great. So that's the only. Okay, that, that, I'm gonna I'm gonna lay on that lay out there and say that's what I think that's that Gore's power set's coming from. I feel really yeah. good about that. I really do hope they they set up Noel though. That would be cool. Okay, Noel's a badass. Okay. Any other final thoughts, final predictions, or hopes for this flick, Riley? I only have one hope. Yep. I hope Gore kills a lot of people. You gonna? This is this is, this was my wish for Venom versus or Venom versus Carnage in that movie. Um, mm-hmm. I just I was hoping Carnage would kill a lot of people. He killed some people. I just want, I just want a villain to go on a war path, and I want a lot of people to die. And it has nothing to do with what I want to see physically. I just it needed to happen. <laughs> I I have a bloodlust that I can't take out in real life, so I need to see it played oh, it's out. It's getting dark. I need to see it it's played out. <laughs> so somebody. Scratch that itch, please. If and you go Gore into that movie wearing guy. a Gore is my homie t-shirt, I'm going to start asking questions. <laughs> I'm going to start being concerned. Well, hey, Gore was right. Mm. In a comic book. You're rocking the Thanos was right mug. The Gore was right t-shirt. Can we talk about how, <laughs> just a side note, how big of a dick you have to be to rock that mug of Thanos oh was right? Yeah. Even in, yeah. The, in that universe? You're a turd. Right? Yep. You don't have friends. Like, you're like, oh, yeah, I'm glad all these people died. I, I wish that would have stayed the same. And you had the audacity to put that on a mug. Not uh, not a good look. That's insane. Not the best. No. No, probably, probably should have gone a different direction, made a different choice in life. But uh, you went that way instead. Right. Bummer. Bummer. Okay, so you'd like to see Gore kill a lot of fools. I think your wish is going to be is going to be granted. Um, heard the runtime is two hours, a crisp two. That makes me nervous. I don't understand why, and, and, and here's why. Like, when we even saw Doctor Strange, that was a, a two-hour runtime. Right. Um, and I think it should have been longer. And I think there is more, I just think there's more meat on this bone with Thor, such a well-established character, much more so even than Doctor Strange, um, that I was anticipating something closer to the two and a half hour neighborhood. It, it's possible that the Batman movie spoiled me, like three hours of comic book movie majesty. But two hours just feels a little thin. Um, that's the first I have felt nervous about this movie because my expectations have been huge, freaking huge. So, and I and they're not going down. So this is a really ambiguous statement, but I just want my expectations to be met. Like, I want it to be fun. I want to see Gore go nuts. And I want him to be the best villain that Thor has faced yet. I mean, I think there's a very good chance that's going to yeah. be the case. Yeah. I mean, look at who he went up against. Yeah. Malekith. And I'd love to see Better Ray Bill. Right. Come on. Better Ray Bill would be sweet. Yep. Malekith sucked. The Frost Giants sucked. Goodness. Hala, not bad. Give that woman credit. Good job, Kate. And then, yeah. I mean... And then Loki's hanging around always. Yeah, Loki, but he's just... He's he's there. He's present. Yeah, he just plays the asshole. That's what he plays. Good at it. Yes, very good at it. Yeah, really good at it. I think Gore has the potential. Yeah. I'm very excited. Okay, good things. Next topic. 
How about we do a new one, yes. Riles? So you had this stellar idea of, hey, what if? Huh, what if? No, we're not going to do that stinking show. <laughs> we're going to redo our whole review on the what if show today. <laughs> we are not, not going to do it. Not going to do it. Uh, well, I should probably... let you introduce this topic. I shouldn't steal um, your thunder so, here. Um, Tell us about your inspiration. Yes. So I was thinking because I was like, you know, we do a lot of talking about movies and yes, shows. Yes, we do. Of course. And I want to, and we do, we do do our comic book breakdowns. Okay. We do have our stories that we tell. Naturally. Um, to get you guys to read comic books because. That's what we do. That's it, what we love. It keeps us in business um, on our zero dollar salary here um so thriving business yes um but uh i was was thinking we could could branch out a little bit you know go into uh what we like so um i came up with this um pretty much we both have a top five of our own um i'll be very interested to see if there's any overlap sure um but the topic for this is um top five characters we want to see live action Mm-hmm. So, Love that. my question to you, Jordan, you bet. before we dive deep, are there any characters on your list that have shown up live that you thought, okay, this character was not done justice? Great question. Great question. Or are they all fresh? So, because that will change one of my picks. <laughs> uh, yes to both. So, your your idea I thought was tremendous. Great topic. So, I started making my list and I had to create separate categories in my list okay here's my categories so there's the not yet seen so we haven't yet gotten a live action version and by live action in particular i'm meaning movie right okay we're not going to count um, smallville the no, tv show no no <laughs> um then there's some that fall in the category that you just mentioned where we've already seen some of these characters but we'd like to see them done again or maybe just more of so for example Superman, like this is a layup. I would like to see more of Henry Cavill as Superman. Okay, okay. Right? He's a great mm-hmm. Superman. I would like to see more of him as Superman. Doesn't feel like I'm going to get that wish fulfilled. Bummer for me, but he'd be a candidate on that particular category. Uh, I had a little fun with this other category. Never needs to be seen again. Then I'll spoil it for you right now. Poison Ivy. She was done once in a movie. Never need to see her again. Really? Never. That's bold. Never. Yep. I nope. think she could be done, done. right. I, I don't. I don't. I don't want it. I don't want it. Just done. Just out. I, I just don't think Uma Thurman was the right pick for that. Also yeah, agreed. I, I that. Also agreed. Because I. I think just not good. The actress who played her in Gotham. If you've ever watched that TV show, haven't. It's pretty much just origins of all of batman's villains right and of bruce wayne becoming right. batman because i think at the end of the show he does become batman sure but it follows a young james gordon yep it, which it, is a great concept for a show it's solid it's yeah. a solid show i need to finish it i haven't <laughs> finished it in four years so um but the character that played her i thought did really well okay so, so anyway there, there's, right. there's my category that is not who i thought don't was need gonna her. Be on there do you know how by the way if that would have been our topic of choice do you know how long my list would have been oh and we'll, we'll come back to it because i need to leave it sequestered into its own that's another podcast topic. okay so okay. we won't we won't so go we're gonna too, stick to your yes so, so you your, your idea dude your idea has branched off other categories so we'll, we'll come into those there's another one of i'm a genius guys can't be topped can't okay be to- oh like never touch again you 
it's going like in my mind, it's inevitable that some of these characters are going to be reimagined. Right. Okay. Um, another little spoil here: Christian Bale's Batman. I think that's the best Batman I'm ever going to see. Okay, but I don't want there to not be any more Batman movies. Okay, I'm all for more Batman movies. I don't know how you're going to top Christian Bale's portrayal as Bruce Wayne and Batman. That's really freaking good. Yeah. I mean, I already, yeah, I know my equivalent of that. So, mm-hmm. yes, that makes so sense. So, I think that's a great topic to dive into at some point. But to bring it back into focus, what I chose to do with this topic for this podcast was keep it limited to who we have not seen yet. Okay. So I have. So one. those reimaginings. I have. We'll save that for another time. I have one on my list then. That's great. So that I will. I will need to. Yep. Um, yep. Adjust real quick, and I will just do that to the other one that I had. Um, yeah. So, would you, would you like to kick it off, or would you? Oh, so this is how we should do this. We should do this five to one. Mm. Oh boy. And okay. if you know me well, you'll probably know who my number one is, by far. Craven the Hunter. No, no. <laughs> that thought came to me today. That thought came to me while I was doing this. And I immediately got angry. I immediately got angry. I was like, you know who hasn't shown up in a film? Craven. And I'm like, oh, wait, we're getting a stupid one. And then I I, I legit like got angry. I got so mad. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> so I say we go five to one, unless you don't have them in a particular order. No, that's good. Let me let me do a little rearranging because I just kind of brain dumped, but I can I can do that. I can do a five to one. I am, with the with the caveat of hey, listen, we can always revise our freaking lists. This right, is not gospel. Right. Well, is it not is, perfect. it is, but it, it's it's gospel that's fluid. Okay, it's, 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 it's fluid. Right. It's malleable. It can be changed. It can According be molded. Have you ever seen Stephen A. say that? Because he does. No, is he that does, a, is that a typical? Yeah, he does top five lists on ESPN. He goes, it's fluid. It's fluid. Whenever anyone questions, I'm kind of disappointed in myself that I just channeled some Stephen A. But you know what? So be it. I'll lean into it this time. Okay, so five to one. All right. See, I've even got more than five on my list, which is just cheating. Well, that's fine. Let's do. We can. uh, We can include honorable mentions. Sure, if you would like. Most of my list is going to be DC oriented. It's so it's mine. It just is because Dude. there's so li- there's so much less DC content, Dude. right? I have, it just is. I was like, like Malekith. Okay, we brought him up earlier. I would love to see Malekith redone and done right, and done right. right because he should be an outstanding Thor villain. Right. Okay, but that's just an example of Malekith has had an opportunity to show up because there's been so many flipping Marvel movies, and then you look over the DC side and you're like. Okay. Um, I can so much, so much untapped see, potential. That list would be mainly Marvel, and yep. that list would cause me to rant extremely a lot. Yep. So, so we'll get there. We'll, we'll get, get there we'll eventually. Get to that list. So that's okay. We, we're going to have a pretty DC bent to this list, and that's. I think that's fine. So here's what I'm going to do. Okay, I'm going to start with the one Marvel character. I will do the same. Yep. That I've got. We'll call. We'll call this guy number five. Ezekiel Stain. So, oh, that's an interesting pick. Yeah. So I brought my Iron Man by Matt Fraction and Salvador La Roca. Outstanding comic. Ezekiel Stain in the story of the Five Nightmares is the primary antagonist. I've talked about this in a 
distant previous pod. Anyhow, he's a tremendous, tremendous adversary to Iron Man. So he is what Obadiah Stane was, right? Smart, driven, but he is much more savvy than his old man. So instead of trying to to beef up the suit and go mano a mano with Tony Stark, he is much more subversive in his methods. Now, he is still very much interested in doing the the one-on-one mano a mano throwdown, but that's not his first and only move. He has more... Uh, styles of arrows in his quiver, so to speak. And so he goes after not just Tony Stark, the person, but tries to tear down the business of Stark Industries, tries to tear down everything and everyone that matters to Tony Stark. Like he is a holistic, all-encompassing, hates Tony Stark, and he's going to take him down to beyond the grave. Kind of bad. So just a tremendous villain, not just for the mental aspect, but even... Physically, he's formidable enough through the enhancements that he puts himself through where he can really give the Iron Man suit a uh, a very tough, tough challenge. Now, here's the tricky part. How do you bring him in? Well, good question. you got to assume that Obadiah had a son that was never talked about in the first Iron Man. Oh, movie. that's usually how that goes. Yep, that's usually how that goes. I'm his son. Right. I Illegitimate son has some you know, grief, some... Uh, some trauma to deal with, so he has a bone to pick with the now dearly departed dad, but also hates Tony Stark weirdly because he killed his dad, and he wishes he had had a relationship with his dad, so there's some very complex bitterness going on here, so I, I would love to see Ezekiel Stain come up. Now, the trick is, oh, crap, Tony Stark's dead, right. so he obviously cannot, uh, cannot battle Tony Stark, but as we know, there are going to be Iron Man-esque characters still a muck in the MCU, hashtag Armor Wars. I was so, about to say, I think Zeke might have been rumored to be the main ooh, guy. Oh, really? Maybe. Ooh. Don't hold me as to that. You might have to. That might be a. Google. So I, I think he could be a a natural uh, a natural adversary or, or good fit for whoever it is that's rocking the Iron Man armor in future movies. Talk about an MCU show that actually has a lot of potential that I'm interested in is yep. Armor Wars. And yep. I can't wait to hear more about that yep. show. So Ezekiel Stain, there's my number five. Okay, my number five is also the only Marvel character I have yes. on the list. Yes. It's hilarious. Love and it. honestly, I do not have an attachment personally to this character. It's more of the impact he has on the universe itself. And I picked Mephisto. Interesting. Because if we introduce Mephisto, we get... There's a good chance we get Ghost Rider. Okay. Okay. Ghost Rider back. Okay. That would be great. Yeah. Um, I think about also his impact on Spider-Man in the in the uh, One More Day storyline where he makes a deal to mm-hmm. give up his marriage mm-hmm. in favor of uh, saving Aunt May. I think there's potential to almost do something similar to that now. Sure. That uh, Aunt May is no longer with us in the MCU. I think he has a lot of ties to Doctor Strange. Which would be a lot of fun. I okay. think I think there's just a lot to explore in that realm, and he brings that to the table. And he's also kind of like the trump card, essentially, in the, in the sense of like when Mephisto shows up, yep, something's going down because he wants something out of that person, whether right. it's a hero or a villain, because he's been involved with Doom, he's been involved with, like I said, Spider Man. You have Hulk, Venom, like he's just there. So I think his impact as a whole 
Now, where do you put them in? You put them in something like like a ghost writer maybe to introduce him, and okay. then after that, it, he just shows up randomly. Yep. Um, it, he would be an interesting tie-in with Scarlet Witch. Mm-hmm. So that's that's my Marvel pick. It's great. So it's and, great. Love yeah. that pick. That's outstanding. Okay, Mephisto. He's one of those characters that has long been rumored to appear and has right. yet to make an appearance. So it seems inevitable. Right? Just a matter of time. More of a win, not if. But nonetheless, we're still waiting. Also, if he showed up in the Ghost Rider movies, I don't know that. I haven't seen them, so it does not count for me. I don't think you're, I don't think you're missing out. I, I think that's fine. I just want to point that out. I, that's okay. I don't want them to come at me and be like, your list is inaccurate because he was in the Nicolas Cage Ghost Rider movies. I don't care. Okay, I didn't see him. Doesn't matter. I didn't see him. Not relevant. This is my list. Not relevant. Okay? It's fluid. Shut up. It's freaking fluid. <laughs> Okay, great so, pick. All right, so we yeah. got our Marvels in there. Yep. There you go, Marvel. Hey, good on you. You're putting out a lot of content, so the options are fewer and yeah, far you between. Really, you really made it hard. I tried to get at least two of you on there, and the, the other one that I had on there was already done. Yep. Okay, another pick of mine is kind of a combo pick. I would love to see Mr. Miracle and Big Barda show up. In D.C. In D.C., Okay. Yep. So Scott Free, aka Mr. Miracle, the new god or one of the new gods of New Genesis. I would really enjoy seeing his character show up. And again, a little theme going on here. I brought his comic from a couple years back, written by Tom King. Well done, Tom. Um, it's an outstanding book. And I bring up Big Barda as well because the relationship between Scott Free and Big Barda is really tremendous and really beautifully done. In this comic run, part of it is because physically it's such a humorous pairing, right? Scott's your average size, six foot tall white guy, and Big Barda fits the name, right? She could play in the WNBA. She's got some height to her. And so there's this uncommon uh, physical pairing there. But there's also the relational dynamic that is outstanding. They have a genuine care for each other because of their shared experiences on Apocalypse um, that left each of them just traumatically scarred and yet driven to fight for good and against Darkseid and his minions. But I love the idea of DC going cosmic. Like, that is one of the aspects of DC that, personal preference, I think is just superior to Marvel. That's a hill that I'll die on. Um not really a hill worth dying on, I suppose. But if I had to, I would. I love it when DC goes cosmic, and Mr. Marvel is a great character for that. So what I would like to see is I would love to see DC do a movie or a show. Doesn't matter which, I guess. I'm going to say show. I'm going to amend that a little bit. Show that shows the or lays the groundwork of the conflict between the new gods of New Genesis and, well, freaking Dark Side and the minions of Apocalypse and their war. I would love to see that. Be some good good drama there. Love it. So there you go. That's one I did not have on my list. So it's okay. We're doing good. Okay. We're doing yep. good. Yep, love it. Diversity here. Right. So mm. my number four pick, I'm staying on the mystic side, Great. side of things. Great. Which is a weird place for me to live because I don't, I don't like magic's like eh to me. Okay. You're not a wizard. Right. Um, the demon Etrigan. <whistles> nice. Mainly because... 
he is a cool character okay <laughs> the idea of that's that's kind of their hulk where it's jekyll and hyde but uh-huh. these guys are two uh-huh. actually separate individuals that are just attached to each other um the fact that he rhymes is hilarious to me um, with everything he says right he, right he rhymes every time yes um but like uh man he's just such a cool character B- breeds fire like Good adds to have. The, i mean just yeah he adds to the mystic side of things and he's a beast the dude's a beast that's all I got. I don't know much Demon about Etrigan. Demon Etrigan. Okay. Right. I just think he's a cool character. Cool look, cool like power set. You'd like to see Demon like, Etrigan If they did show like up. a Justice League Dark movie, I think that'd be amazing. Yep. Yep. Okay. That's my that's that's my my fourth pick. And sorry that I can't go more in depth with that's the okay. character. I love that. All right. My number three would be Black Hand. Green Lantern villain. Okay. Okay. He is a nasty son of a gun when your main claim to fame is that you can drain the powers of other green lanterns or green lanterns overall and you can uh you can bring fools back from the dead and have them fight for you that's pretty ferocious i think that would be one heck of an adversary to come up against i I just think it's the perfect green lantern villain like all the all the aspects of fear that come along with reincarnating the dead having zombie-like individuals attacking heroes like that would be so as much as i'm not a zombie guy i think black hand would be a terrific villain and it kind of ties into that well i'd love to see some some actual legit outstanding green lantern action but the blackest night storyline was so good so good and black hand had such a huge piece in introducing and leading the black lanterns that i would be i'd be down for that can you imagine if they would if dc would have done like what marvel did and just had blackest night as one of their events goodness goodness talk about highway robbery anywho there you go that actually leads really well into my third pick which is john stewart green lantern Ooh, because Mm -hmm. that was my green lantern growing up Mm -hmm. justice league justice league uh unlimited the animated series yep um John that's Stu. my green lantern jay Stu. i did not know who hal jordan was until ryan reynolds showed up okay <laughs> john is my guy he's a badass he's a leader former military former which is Marine. super cool yep. Yep. right yep. the dude gets it done and also his constructs are all like they're all very detailed extraordinarily detailed right yep so like we already got hal we had a crack at hal I want John. I love that pick. John's my dude. Love that pick. That's a great pick. So, and if we're going Green Lanterns, number two would be Kyle Rayner, just because him doing constructs on screen would be fantastic. Mm-hmm. Because it's pretty gorgeous. He just does whatever he wants, and I think that's fantastic because yeah. that's how I would run it. <laughs> that's great, right? You that's know, great. The only one who's fun with his constructs. Well, Kyle, somebody has to be right. Love that pick. Hey, that's outstanding. Okay, my number two. Another bit of a group pick rather than individual. Court of Owls. Yep. Bring them in. Love to see the Court of Owls in one of the next Batman movies. As we've discussed previously, I think it is in in line with the tone that was set by the Batman, by Mr. Reeves. So I think that would be outstanding. But it was one of the, <clears throat> excuse me, one of the just most original and 
Well Worth Your Time comics by Scott Snyder when he introduced the Court of Owls during the New 52 launch of Batman. I think there's no, like, just stop messing around. Get them into the movies as a collective villain group. They're so in-depth. They're so tough. They're so nefarious. They're so committed to their cause. They have all the makings of a great villain. Just get them in there. So there's my two, Court of Owls. My two can actually uh, go along with that as well. And I have Jason Todd Red Hood. Because see, I was debating. I was like, we've had Dick Grayson kind of on it, but we've yep. never had like a, a live action Nightwing. Never had a Jason which Todd. Which would have been cool. Yep. We have not had Jason Todd, period. Mm-hmm. Period. Now, the only tricky thing would be setting up Jason Todd, because I feel like you almost have to show him die in one movie to bring him back in the second one. Right? But very yeah, very difficult character to to introduce in the movies at this at this stage. But like an under the Red Hood movie where it's pretty much like I mean we all know the outcome of or we all know who like who there's is no under mis- the Red Hood right there's no mystery there would just be mystery for Batman <laughs> but like at the same time to just have that like I mean he's Batman with a kill rule like he doesn't he he's okay with killing people I yeah. think that's fantastic to explore on screen i want jason Todd. and jason todd's my favorite robin and I, weirdly I, like, I think we came kind of close with the scott snyder universe right i think there was opportunity for that character to have emerged but we're we're beyond that now right and instead yep. they introduced well they said it was dick who died which but that was all off screen like it was never yeah, you could have changed it right, right. they could have done whatever they actually wanted to do so i just yeah. He's a, he's a cool character to bring in. Yep. And you can you can kind of do whatever you want with Jason. You can have him run around Gotham. You can have him be an outlaw and go hunting other people. I think that either way, it's fantastic. Okay. So, but he's your favorite Robin. All right. He's my favorite. He's my favorite Robin. That's not a Robin. So the, my sure. favorite person sure. wearing the Robin mantle will probably be Dick because I grew up with Dick. Yep. But like my favorite. Uh, graduate of robin school probably jason todd there you go there you go nightwing's probably number two but okay we might have the same number one if you know me you will know who my number one is i think we have the same number one Uh my number one is martian manhunter yes damn right yes we do damn right yes yes come on my guy come on my guy come on that's great. That's great. I wondered when I was making my list because I remember down. our conversations from years ago. Years ago, I thought there's a chance, but I'm glad I didn't ask you because I was tempted to text you like, hey, where would Martian Manhunter fall on your list? I'm glad we just like, extemporaneously no. discovered this. That's like, no, great. If you know me, that's great. you know who's going to be number one. Of course. Of course. Now, here, here's the little, the teeniest caveat here, okay? He did show up in the doesn't Snyder count. cut. Doesn't count. Doesn't totally count. Totally agree. Don't don't count. <laughs> totally agree. It doesn't count. <laughs> totally agree. It was not in the original cut. No. Not doesn't count. No. Doesn't does not count. Not valid. <laughs> there is so much potential with that character. Now, his power set is extraordinary. He has super speed, super strength. He can fly. He can shapeshift. Which is the coolest part. Time out. He can shapeshift. He can phase. 
Can he turn invisible? Okay. Huh? Can turn invisible. Can read minds. He has psychic abilities. <laughs> so he can read minds. He can communicate. I should say telepathic. Yeah, I don't think ability. he can. Psychic was incorrect. I don't think he's telekinetic. Beg pardon. No, not telekinetic. Uh, so he can coordinate. And one of the coolest aspects, okay, in the, I'm going to call him original, but in the Grant Morrison run of the Justice League comics from <sighs> late 90s that I really read and just embraced and enjoyed. There's a ton of Martian Manhunter in there. He creates a you know telepathic link amongst every member of the Justice League. So they're not using like audio comms. They're using comms, so to speak, that have been established by Martian Manhunter in their own minds. Outstanding. But he is such a formidable and unique character. His backstory is outstanding, right? Coming from Mars where... All of his fellow Martians were killed. He is the last Martian remaining alive. That's great. But the comics for me is where I fell in love with Martian Manhunter as a character. Where I thought, this character, how have we not had him on the big screen? How? And my love from him comes from Justice League, the animated series. Yeah. Again. And he's great in that. By the, by the way, he's great really cartoon. well used. Um, but yeah, yep. it was just... That's what I grew, I grew up with him. Like, he's yep. so cool. Yeah. And then never heard from him again. Right. Like, talk about, by the way, just in general, what an underutilized superhero even on DC's the, part. Even in the comics now. How has he yeah. never had a good solo run? That makes no sense to yeah. me. Yeah. Yeah. It's a great question. And he was, that's one of the tragedies of the New 52 is, on the one hand, we had a reimagining of Cyborg that was outstanding and very worthwhile. But it came at the expense of Martian Manhunter having his place in the Justice League pantheon. And I know Martian Manhunter was still around in a manner of speaking, but not the same. in a really awkward adversarial way where Amanda Waller tried to set up the Justice League of America... And Martian Manhunter was a member of that group. Didn't he lead it? Other, maybe, but it just didn't work. Like it was just very, very clunky because they were set up to be a direct, indirect opposition to just the Justice League. And his counter was Superman, by the way. Right. He was the counter for Superman. If that doesn't put that on the nose, my lord. Yep. Go, go ahead. Yep. Yep. So underutilized 100%, not just on the film and TV side, but in the comics itself. It's like, what what are we doing here? We're missing out on a rich, outstanding character. So at some point, he's going to get done right in the comics again, and at some point, he's going to show up whenever, because it's going to happen in our lifetime. I'm not saying anytime soon, but in our lifetime, we're getting a good freaking Justice League movie, and Martian Manhunter is going to be a part of that. He better be. Yep. But I do, there. there is only one nitpick, but this is just with the character in general, is his uh, weakness being fire. I think that's a very uh, horrible weakness to have. <laughs> but at the same time, they did Tough say... Tough in the hero business. A lot right. of explosions. But they did say that it's a mental block for him and not an actual mm. physical weakness. Mm-hmm. Right. So if they actually right. do it that way and then like there's a Justice League movie where he like figures that out and is like 
Okay, I can get past it and just wrecks house. Great. Okay, I just pitched it. I just pitched it right there. Take it. Use it. Okay, hit it out of the park for me. He's in the Supergirl show, isn't he? Yeah, he is. Ugh. That doesn't count either. No. No, no, no. no. Not. We're not talking CW no. here. No. No. no, 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 no. But, I mean. No, that's a great number one pick. Way to go. Up top. Way to go. It's Let's the go. only number one pick. It is. It that really is. That is my man. Yep. Yep. Love that. Well, that's a great topic, Riles. We will we will keep uh, some of those other topics sacred for future pods because I think there is some rich, rich material in there. I am going to quickly rip off the uh, honorable mentions that didn't make the cut. My honorable mentions are The Batman Who Laughs. I just don't know how you do it right. in a that movie. Is too, it's almost too obscure. Yep. Wouldn't right work now. right now. Wouldn't work right now. So that blend of Joker and Batman. I, I, I don't know how on earth you do that in the movies. Maybe someday, but not a right now or anytime soon prospect. Brainiac would be an outstanding. Brainiac would villain. be cool. But on the hero side, Plastic Man. I thought about putting him on yeah, the list. Yeah. He's uh, not top five, but really close. Like a hilarious character awesome like sneakily powerful um skill set so i'd love to see him involved and again just a absolute riot in those 1990s justice league comics fantastic and really well utilized the so, only, there's my honorable mentions a lot of my honorable mentions were originally i'm um, shown and stuff that i've seen so sure, i didn't sure. i didn't write them on the list there's two specifically that were marvel villains um i will say atrocitus would be really cool yeah that's some that's somebody i thought about when we got into the green lantern stuff mm-hmm. like any i think the green lantern cores like and all the other color spectrum right would be fantastic to explore. Agreed. agreed but um atrocitus was the one that i thought of and then maybe someday I'll remember the two that I forgot completely out of my <laughs> noggin. So They'll come back to you. Right. Yeah. But that's where I am at on that. Yeah. I had the crime syndicate on there as well. They are the the inverse, essentially, of the Justice League right. or the evil version of the Justice League. Some really, really sweet comic runs with them. Actually, in the New 52, they had a tremendous storyline called Forever Evil, really good oh yeah, yeah really worthwhile they were terrific so I'd, I'd love to see them oh and then the metal men Ooh, yes which is obscure and yep. definitely does not deserve yep. a movie but like you know you throw on a tv show or something mm-hmm. and them in the background of another tv yep. show i'd be cool with that yeah another weird one but a lot of potential a lot of potential well we'll discuss hey who have we already seen some of that we'd like to see more or different so we'll hit on that at some point. Um, and also, I, I'm really looking forward. I think the next, um, boy, I don't know what order I want to go in, but I'm really looking forward to discussing the can't-be-topped category. That will be fun. Because that's a there's some rich, rich earth to till there. I don't even know if there's five, though, that can't be topped. That's the real that's I think the, there would be. You think I think there's there is. Five? I think there is. Okay. Yep. Okay. Cool. Yep. Cool, cool, and again, cool, cool. these aren't, hey, you can't ever do them again. It's more of a you're not going to get better than this like what you've what we've seen already it's as good as it's going to get so you might actually be better off not touching them but uh if you do just know that uh you're already getting the l you're not getting the w here right yeah that's great that's great well hey anything else you want to hit on the top five list nope that's it okay i need to pick up from where i left off a coon's age ago several a pod 
from before on my top 30 movies. We're thickly in the middle, firmly in the middle of this list. Previously, I ripped through three Christopher Nolan directed films. All right, so just by way of review, that was at number 21, Interstellar, number 20, Inception, number 19, The Prestige. By way of a quick recap, 30th, okay, Ocean's 11. We're going to count down from 30. Ocean's 11 at 30, Cinderella at 29. And, oh golly, hold on, hurting myself here. Say Mr. Banks at 29, excuse me, Cinderella at 28, Spider-Man 2 at 27, Lincoln at 26, Hell or High Water at 25, Moneyball at 24, True Grit at number 23, Hacksaw Ridge, number 22, Interstellar 21, Inception 20, The Prestige 19, and coming in at a zesty 18, Wonder Woman. Love that movie. Fantastic. Great freaking movie. Here's what I appreciate about that movie the most, is it knew what it was and was not ashamed at all of what it was. So Wonder Woman came out at a very similar, if not the same year, very similar time frame to Thor Ragnarok. And while I enjoyed Thor Ragnarok, there were parts of that movie where I was a little bothered at how goofy it got. I agree. It got a little too... A little too goofy. A little too goofy, where it was maybe a little too, or trying to be too self-aware, where it's like, yeah, I mean, this is just a comic book movie, LOL, BT dubs. And I would have liked to have seen it take itself more seriously. And so I really appreciated in Wonder Woman that throughout this movie, Diana is a character that is naive, but also firmly believes that she is fighting for the good and for love and for friendship. And those are really pure motives <clears throat> that the world she gets dropped into has lost hope and lost faith in. And so she becomes this embodiment of that hope, of that faith. And I found that very refreshing. It wasn't, uh, it was doubted by the characters around her, but it was never used for comedic relief in the movie. And I really appreciated that about the movie and about the character. Um, I thought the casting of Gal Gadot was solid. I don't think that this is going to be a weird, this is going to sound like a critique. I don't think Gal Gadot is like this exceptional actress, but I think she's a great fit for the Wonder Woman character. She has this, what I'm going to say, regalness about her that really works well with this character where you look and visually you're like, you're not a human being. Like, yes, you're, you're an Amazon god. That makes sense. And I think yeah. it's kind of similar with Henry Cavill. It's like, you're a freaking Kryptonian. You're not a human being. You're cut from Kryptonian granite, not mortal flesh. He still is. Yeah, so is Chris Hemsworth. So that, that look, that is a key piece for almost all characters, right? That, that's certainly a factor. But I think for the character of, for some characters, one Woman included, that was particularly critical. And I think that was absolutely absolutely crushed so i liked that it took itself like there was still comedy in the movie but it didn't come at the expense of enjoying and honoring what wonder woman is as a character so really enjoyed it did you ever see the second one i did how yeah. was that one it was good i haven't seen this yeah one. not as good as the first one i like the first one first one's really outstanding the second one 
is really good in its own right. I don't think it hits the bar of the first one. Right. Yeah, but still a still a good movie, still a good continuation of that character. Um, gosh, why am I forgetting? This is frustrating. What in the world? Chris Pine. There we go. It's like, it's Chris. Chris Pine, who played Steve Trevor, was terrific in this movie as well. Big fan of Chris Pine. Give me some Chris Pine all day long. Um, so casting-wise, the movie was fantastic. I love the action in the movie. Love the the subterfuge with trying to figure out who Ares was. And his reveal was terrific. Um, and I loved the origin that they had for Wonder Woman in this movie. O- overall, I just thought it was it was really well done. Really solid. I will say that movie did a very good job at making me actually care about a character I really didn't care about. You bet. I coming into the movie, right? What? Yeah, like yeah. I like, I've talked about this so many times this episode, but I grew up with Justice League animated series, mm-hmm. and Wonder Woman was like, oh, it's Wonder Woman, she's alright, but mm-hmm. it was never like I was never like, yeah, Wonder Woman. Right. And this one, I was right. like, you know what? I would watch another Wonder Woman film. Yep. I never thought I would say that. I thought I was gonna yep. go in and be like. Ugh. Okay. Because mm. I kind of went in there to see where, like, because, yep. you know. So you're how it tied into the, right at the time, and the then, other DC films. And I was like, you know what? This is better than some of the other DC films that yeah. I recently have watched. So I was impressed. Yeah, it's really good. Really good. So one that I think is easy to come back to, rewatch, and continue to enjoy. So that's number 18. Now, number 17 and 16, we're going to do a little back-to-back Russell Crowe action, little Zeus theme here, okay? Our guy, back in his prime. Sorry, Russ, but you're out of it. Out of the prime, that is, not out of the game. You're still in the game. You're just, you're aging well. Keep doing what you're doing. Cinderella Man, number 17. Super unique title to a movie, okay? And it actually comes from a newspaper article about the the main character of this movie, Okay, so Russell Crowe plays Jim Braddock. This is based on a true story. So Jim Braddock, back in the 1920s, so Depression-era United States, was a boxer that had a promising early career, had some injuries, a couple losses pile up on him. Eventually, his career seemingly petered out, but he managed to fight his way back into prominence, eventually winning a title. So it's an outstanding Rags to Riches underdog story just all, hits all the classic notes that you would want to see in a in a sports movie in particular, right? right? But Russell plays the main character. He's phenomenal. Um, let's see. Oh my goodness, who does the who who does the score here? I wish I could remember now. Oh, Ron Howard directs. That's right. He's fantastic. Um, Paul Giamatti. There we go. I had to go to my notes here. Paul Giamatti plays Jim Braddock's trainer, and he is just a little firecracker in this movie. He is a fantastic pairing to Jim Braddock's more even-keeled, straight-laced dude. He's a he's a bit off the wall. But if you haven't seen Cinderella Man, like it's been, it was probably an early two thousands movie. So if you're a sports movie person or just a hey good movie person, go check this one out. Cinderella Man number seventeen, number sixteen. This is the Russell Crowe flick. Freaking Gladiator. It's so good. Have you seen Gladiator? I don't think I have. Okay. I reamed Rex (laughs) back in our fairway days for not having seen Gladiator. Not going to do that to you. 
Appreciate it. More forgivable because I think it came out like in 2000, 2001. So would not have been age appropriate for you at the time. That guy likes movies? I don't don't know what Rex likes. (laughs) I don't know. I don't know. I hope someday he comes across just this little interaction. Maybe Ben will share it with him. Maybe we'll get lucky. (laughs) Maybe we'll get lucky. But anyway, listen, Gladiator doesn't depart from many of the Roman Empire era tropes. But it just excels, mostly thanks to Russell Crowe and his performance. And Joaquin Phoenix is the antagonist in this movie. And if it wasn't the first movie that Joaquin was in, it was the first one that took him from wherever he was to, oh, this dude's a big deal. Joaquin is nasty in this movie, just insidious-type evil, just a bad, bad dude. But another, you'd call it rags to riches, but another underdog story with Tons of swords, tons of great fight scenes, an outstanding score. I want to see my guy Hans Zimmer did the score for this one. Feel pretty good about that pull. But terrific movie. And listen, is it a little older now? Of course, but it holds up exceptionally well. And I do remember at the time it was a big deal when they recreated the Roman Colosseum because this is still in the, <laughs> the early years of CGI doing exceptional things. Um, but the movie looks fantastic looks great sounds great go see it so there's your three for this pod number 18 one woman number 17 cinderella man number 16 gladiator dang we're halfway through i'll tell you what we're at the halfway point it's great it's great we'll come into the 15 14 13 camp on the next pod there you go there you go so we got (laughs) i think we've covered everything that's it, my man. All right. What a glorious pod. You got to go on vacation next I week. I know. I get to go to Florida. Good for you. To see the rents. Yep. So. We won't be able to do an instant, instant no. for reaction. I figure this is what I've been figuring. I'll just uh, I'll go watch it with my dad in yes. Florida. Yes. You watch it and yep. then film yourself. <laughs> and then I'll film myself with my father. Love it. And then you send your video to yep. me via Google Drive. Love it. And then oh, I great. will figure out if I want to tie them together <laughs> or, how, or if we want to release them as separate videos. That's great. And I'll just make my dad sit there. And, I love your commitment to excellence. Bring your dad in. Like, let him be a part of it. I'm, I'm going to go with Lindsay. No, that's my plan. So I'm, I'm, she's going to she's gonna have a chance to say some things. Okay, I agree. I don't with know you. how well it's going to go, but she's going to she's going to say some things. I'll be interested to see what my dad does. <laughs> Dude, I'm so excited. Happy for you. You're going to have a great vacation. But we're going to come back, you're going to come back, and we're going to have some great things to talk about. We're going to do a Thor deep dive. We're going to keep chomping away at these top 5 topics. We might have a guest star for that. Ooh. Might have to have a guest star for that one. Who are you thinking? Uh, I think you know who I'm thinking. Oh, you wouldn't. The, our, our Thor guy. So great. Should we just tell him? Should we tell him now? And then when he hears this on Friday, he's like, <laughs> "I think I, he, I think he already probably knows." But probably uh, our guy Soul. Mm-hmm. I think mm-hmm. we're gonna bring him on for that one. I think we have to. I think it would be a crime against him if we didn't bring him in <sighs> I for that. That's so much. So okay, great. There you go, Soul. Great. You got two You're weeks in, to bud. prep. You You're got in. two weeks to prep. Yep. Do your homework. Get ready to go. Let's go. So yeah. Um. On that note, follow us on YouTube at JP and the Beanstalk. Follow us on TikTok, Magic Beans Productions. If you like listening to me talk, which I can't blame you. How can you not? Um, How can you not? I have another podcast that oh. is not rated E for everyone. Rated R, probably. So uh, you can go check me out with my roommate. Uh, we post every week um, at Cloudy with a Chance of Beans. 
And I think I have plugged everything. Way so, on that note, Godspeed. Peace.